this is idiot <laughs> mystic and where would i'm with kelly hansel haywood and so i we were just talking and i was acting too excited that kelly is outside for this episode so is is your house blue or teal um kind of bluish gray that's so cool i don't know why i just for, for some reason my brain pictured like a this is this is my problem because you described the area and i just pictured like a house made of lincoln logs like a perfect <laughs> i just a perfectly like lincoln log house and you're in the middle and you do meditation in there and your yoga things and now i'm like oh yeah it's a normal structured <laughs> with like wooden things and not lincoln i don't know why it just i really like lincoln logs also i do too yeah. I feel like if they just came with some people that weren't those flat guys, I know sometimes it would come with like flat people, like stand-ups. Yeah. And I just feel like if there were Lincoln Logs people, it could have done much better. Like log people of some kind. Right. Yeah, mine never came. I'm old, so mine never came with people. I don't think it comes with people. I've just seen people use those weird, I don't know yeah um how have you been since well we don't know exactly when the last podcast was and how you were feeling like we can even check the date but it still wouldn't be um i just got a low battery notification sorry okay let me plug in my now i i actually do understand why the like some podcasts have like crazy studio setups and like mm -hmm. 17 mics i do get it i i respect it i'm not yeah. saying i'm gonna do it but i i get it i get why you have to stick the mic and have it here and then um but i guess how are you feeling in the moment in like the moment? today yeah just today. today okay um just today i am feeling um a little curious um <laughs> probably i have a little more hope than i've had in quite a while um at the same time i'm preparing to face some big challenges um so it's a weird kind of game face uh feeling <laughs> i'm ready to put my game face on again um for however many times I've done it. <laughs> and do you feel like, is it, is it stuff that, I guess this is actually the last episode I did with uh, Sally. She was talking about like personal life stuff and it was like kind of like jarring to me because she went like full, like full blast from the first minute and was like, talking about her relationship and then other life stuff and I was just thinking like with this coming up for you like is it is it professional is it personal is it you can be vague but like oh. what kind of thing is it's, coming um so actually it's both right um because when 
interacts with the other. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, it's it's both. Um, but the action that I have to take uh, currently is, I guess, more professional <clears throat> in nature. Um, but I feel like that's going to create the space for me to pursue other things that I hope to pursue in life. Yeah. So yeah, professional mostly. And, um, of course, relational. And so I guess going into this, when you say put your game face on, do you feel any anxiety going into it? Yeah. Um, so I posted on Instagram Yesterday, I went into practice and um, I asked a distinct question about how, because I'm needing to generate some income, like it is imperative, a right now kind of thing. And so me being in, the, within the circumstances that I am in, um, that is not so simple as me like going to work at the dollar store, for example, you know. Um, and so I asked for some clarity around that yesterday and I went into my practice, which is for me also ritual, right? And I feel like I got some answers. Um, however, my ego really does not like the answer. <laughs> like it's saying, <laughs> oh, don't be stupid. <laughs> like we're not doing that again. And, um, <laughs> And saying absolutely not. And, um, you know, so I am uh, recognizing that it's coming from ego. I know that now, right? And so I'm, I'm sitting with it. And um, either way, whether I choose to follow what I feel like is the answer there um, or not, I have to put on my game face, like, because this is, this is crunch, right? Um, I have to do something. I don't, whenever you, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do something, but I also have to do something. It's, it's weird that there's, I don't know. I don't understand how our body, like our nervous system and our autonomic anxiety and stuff, it seems to not make any sense. Like paired with like, like given everything you know and what you teach your your body seems to be like almost like not related to what you teach or what you know it's like a completely different thing and you're like making it you're trying to like i guess not completely it seems like it has its own agenda and you have an inner agenda that you want to fulfill and then somehow we have to work with it or is that, I, I'm trying to get your take on that. Yes and no. So it's funny, you know, you bring up the nervous system and the um, health condition that I have affects the autonomic nervous system, which is the involuntary nervous system, right? And so um, I have problems with like vasodilation and the uh, electrical system that works my heart and blood pressure and um, brain fog, cognitive function. Um, anytime that uh, my 
sympathetic nervous system is triggered, for example, um, I <laughs> have the potential of having really odd reactions <laughs> to that, like physical reactions. And, um, you know, it really does make, like, I don't function like a normal person day to day. Um, but to look at me physically, you wouldn't think that there was anything wrong, you know, a a until it happens. <laughs> and, and I feel like that's just so, because we have oddly a few people on the podcast who have these like including myself who have pretty severe health issues that are kind of invisible in terms of symptoms like the symptoms are neurological or nerve related or like cardiovascular they're so internal that you seem normal until you suddenly seem like you're just not even a person and you're like maybe like this body just deactivated and it's just like doing nonsense. And I just think that there's, and people are now people are like, well, you know, some people don't have legs. You are correct. I, I, yes, this is true. This is true. You can, uh, and our ability to walk doesn't change the, the internal struggle of organs. So I feel like that's something that even like you would have to wear pretty much a sign to make people understand your journey every time they meet you for the first time. Otherwise, there's no way they're like, oh, you just teach classes, right? You just do yoga. You just, But you can't just do anything if you have an underlying medical condition that is not going away. Like every yesterday I asked, I was. I went to a wedding on Saturday and I kept asking people like, oh, are you sure you want to do that? Just normal things like pick up, pick up something from the floor, go upstairs. Go. And people are like, why would, what? Because they don't know that I'm thinking how hard it is for me to do that normal thing. And I'm like trying to afford everyone else the same thing. And now I've realized that it's almost unreasonable. Like people like will go out in the morning and then later in the day someone's like oh you want to go see this movie i'm like hey we already went out today but like i don't know if we can get out of, like this is a lot like you so i don't know i just wanted to add that that everything you're saying has this the the caveat of being not exactly what it seems like even you thinking when isn't normal thinking and not to say normal in a bad way but like it's not easy yeah all right i'll stop no you're fine yeah i know it's a it's a thing right we but you know i go back to we all have our circumstances everyone doesn't matter who you are you have circumstances under which you are functioning only some of those are within our control you know so everybody is trying to figure out the best configuration for them and how they move into their fullest potential within that configuration, you know, changing the things that we can change, keeping the things we want to keep and dealing with the rest, <laughs> you know? Um, and it's not, it, it can be really, really hard. Um, when you know that you're giving your best, um 
but it might not match up to expectations of the best, you know, that are either within you or outside of you. Um, so yeah, it can be difficult, you know, um, to want to, to know that you're capable of things, but to sometimes feel prevented. Do you, so I guess I, this is like almost, I'm asking a general question, but it's personal for me because I, it applies to me. If this like creative struggle to like, and the creativity doesn't have to be art. I mean, just like any kind of creative impulse or the desire to output it. If what is happening when you want to, but you can't, like in your opinion, is it like, so for me, sometimes it's like, making a specific piece of content that I already have fully planned out or like a meditation video or anything I don't do it then but it's already in my head and I could do it but it just like doesn't exactly happen and I'm like what is the it's like a block inside of myself that doesn't make sense and then eventually something pops and I suddenly do it do you have that or are you just always ready to create as soon as that like you're like idea now I make this um, I would say I'm more often, if I can see a path to make something happen, I do. Okay. Um, but, um, I run into more often than not, um, having blocks to the path, like, um, not being able to see the way to make it happen or, um, being physically unable or, um, cognitively like I only have so much cognitive space in a day before my brain goes all over the place you know and then also um, resources can be an obstacle and um, especially lately time time has been a real obstacle for me um, but yeah um, it's more once I can discern a path and and fill out a path uh, I I'm usually on it. It's it's interesting that you said your brain after a certain amount of output, it it's done. It seems like your obviously yours is this limit is kind of um, more finite because of nervous system issues or any other system causing you to have cognitive issues. But in a person who, say, has like a biologically typical brain, that's the biochemistry and actual physical function on an fMRI is normal, that brain also gets tired. So it's like, it's like th this issue is actually in everyone. There is a point in time where your brain can't think more. Which is why, like, I have pretty stark opinions about eight hours of schooling for kids because it really, it's hard for me to believe that because I, and it's like every adult has to pretend like they don't remember their education system to keep it going. Like, you have to voluntarily, as soon as you're in college, you have to be like, oh, yeah, I learned so much in high school. 
I didn't pick up any extremely negative societal norms or behaviors or self opinions. And I'm not saying it happens in every school, but it appears to be like a a cultural thing where like I've been hearing lately that like people are like, oh yeah, middle school is supposed to be rough. Like, oh, high school is supposed to be horrible. It's like you realize that our indigenous, uh, whatever culture you belong to, if you go far back enough, no parent was like, yeah, now I'm going to go send you to this place for 10 hours a day where you will feel miserable. Then you'll come home and we'll have some food hunted for you. There, it wasn't like, there was, I don't know, even I feel like in, in Appalachia, from what I've read about the culture, there what there isn't this idea of your kids being these like, even if they're it's a very rough upbringing, it's by you, and not by a stranger. It's like the family itself seems to be, even if it's extended family or the neighborhood, it doesn't seem to be like you're giving your kids to a place that makes them feel crazy by the end of the day, and then they come to you and you're like, why are you so crazy? indigenously or like in the older stories i've read in my wikipedias that's Uh, my resource there's a lot of misconceptions about appalachia a lot of misinformation um out there and you're i would say you're more likely to run into that than you are the truth (laughs) when it comes to appalachian people um but yeah, I mean, what even like my great grandmother, for example, she taught in a one room schoolhouse for a while. She was a school teacher. And um, the school that she taught in was a holler school and it was one room, all grades in one room, you know. So we've only had like the basic American school system, um, not as long as the rest of the country, you know. Yes, which is which is why at the sake of like sounding because you've often described the the um, the local American outlook on Appalachian people. And I personally, despite being born here, wasn't raised here and didn't have that outlook because like I just was like, oh, yeah, the mountain people live in the mountain. That's cool. They're like crazy. I didn't really know. I didn't think anything. But now when you're describing the fact that the standardized education system came there later, it also kind of explains why the people have retained an identity longer, even the younger people. And that identity is then like kind of marred by like these negative stereotypes and like weird because they're like, hey, you guys are different. Just like it's similar to the Amish, the amount of like, but not the same reason that they exist, obviously. But I'm just saying like any group that seems to not get their resources right away to become indoctrinated, then they're like, hey, you guys didn't change. Now we're going to make fun of you till you are destroyed. Or like in the case of Appalachians, I feel we're scapegoats. They like to keep us the way that we are because especially... um, urban middle-class white America um, they think we're homogenous here (laughs) and so they um, can say well at least we're not those people (laughs) you know at least we're not those people Um, and so we can be scapegoated pretty easily and therefore there's a um, 
benefit to them to keep us the way that we are too and to um, prevent any kind of uh, revolution here, <laughs> you know, um, or revolt or, you know, what have you. But I, Sorry, I do, I've been interrupting you a lot of stuff. It's, I feel like at the sake of sounding even more foreign than people accuse me of being, um, it seems like the even like the the things that don't exactly mesh with modern society about like Appalachian culture or what like little things that you've described, it seems like now just like 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 colonialism taking like random eastern traditions in a bad way it seems like people have taken slight parts of mountain life and like made them into like oh this is cute and like rustic look at me like it's kind of creepy it's ridiculous it's, it's so really funny. it's it very creepy mm -hmm. like yeah you, there are people who try to create like a sterilized version of your life for social media or for their like ultimate escape from society and you're like no this is society we're we're right here like we it's very confusing and not all of us live like that either so yeah that's what I, it doesn't make any sense the whole i i don't know question have you had any weird experiences lately in the mountains since we're talking about them weird experiences um I, I don't know how to ask anything out of the norm have you heard anything i mean i don't know to me um <laughs> things happen and i don't really think too much about them because it it happens <laughs> um like the other night, my daughter and I both were um, woken by sound of, and it could have been any number of things, but it sounded like an infant something crying, like all by our windows out. And we both, like my daughter was too scared to get out of bed to look. To look. I got up because I thought, it was so loud. I thought, is that in my house? <laughs> and, and so I had to get up and see if it was in the house. It wasn't. And then I looked out the window and I didn't see anything. But it was for hours. Like, <laughs> like just this weird infant sounding thing. Um, and I was like, well, maybe it was a bear cub that got separated from its mom. And because I have like a place that you can go under, like, um, I don't know, an it's not an awning, but like a covered back porch. Okay. Um, I was thinking, well, maybe it went under there to feel safer and is like backed up against the house, screaming for its mom. Um, but I never saw it. Uh, you're, saying, you're saying that there might still be a bear hiding under your house there's bears all over the place here there no it's not still there but we see bears quite a, like almost daily <laughs> i mean they're in the woods just like a deer would be or a squirrel 
<laughs> what kind of bear? Black. Black bears. And then... I guess you obviously haven't been eaten yet. I was gonna say, and they don't eat you? I was, no, but they're I, not interested in eating us. <laughs> the, but that's interesting because if you look at California or any other, like this is turning into a weird, like I'm having like a realization about all the local bear populations wherever they are. It seems like I have never heard of someone talking like this about bears that are, isn't like on a nature preserve or like a very like specific area. Like I guess because... technically, well, technically we are in a national forest. So. I guess maybe that's the reason. I don't know. I just like, that's good that there's, it's crazy that your kids get to see bears just like, like, oh, it's a bear. Ah. Because it's, this is going to shock you, maybe. In Arizona, the only way to see bears is to go to Arizona, a drive through bear attraction. <laughs> which I'm not lying. This is a real thing. You go through the gates, and then the bears are walking around you, and they come up to your car and, like, shake it and act crazy sometimes, and then you drive through. This is a whole thing. Uh, shout out, Arizona. I've never been, so maybe it's really cool. And it's, I mean, they're obviously taking care of the bears. I don't know. I shouldn't say they're obviously taking care of the bears, because every time as we look into a zoo, they're, like, torturing animals. Well, know. you could do that, or you could come here, and I could take you on a hike around dusk, like I did not too long ago, and we could just walk by four bears. Um, actually, like one could start walking toward us, and we could just stand there and have a standoff with it until it decides whether or not we move first or it moves first. And I will. Why do you want me to have a standoff with a bear? You're taking this so far ahead of Arizona. I just wanted to drive in the car. I want the bear to shake the car. Why does it? I don't want to face. This explains a lot of your like your stoic nature. It probably comes from facing off with bears. It's not. Like, I mean, more than. More often than not, it's not going to do anything. Like, unless you provoke it <laughs> in, in a, a a silly way to do something to you, it's not. It's not interested in that. Um. I feel. I feel like we just. I never thought I like someone joked the other day. Like I never thought I'd be able to say this, but we just stepped into joe rogan territory and i feel oh. like you're yeah like you are you're actually facing off bears like we went we surpassed them because they actually shoot the bears but you just stare at the bear till it walks away that's much we've obviously we're we're a level ahead now in yeah. the um the bear department so wait do you hunt um i don't personally hunt um, but my brother does, and I have also eaten a bear. So, How, what does bear meat taste like? It is so good, <laughs> so good. Like we're not allowed to hunt them. Um, there's, I think, a particular way that you can get a tag to be able to hunt them, uh, but they're protected. Um, so the way that I got my bear 
was somebody had poached it and it was confiscated and whoever confiscated it had it processed and I knew that person and they gave me some. Says, I feel like this literally doesn't, is not even like, I don't even know what, I want to trade bear meat with someone, but I don't have, I don't know anyone who's processing bears. Have you ever eaten elk? What about elk? Yes, of course. You said, of course, yes, we're, the next thing we're going to is steroids. So then Have we I can ever done steroids? Yeah, I'm, no. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I do weight lift, so that's a legitimate yeah, question. <laughs> because, I mean, they're pretty big dumbbells. Sometimes it's, like, unreasonable. <laughs> Sometimes it's not sensible to do lunges with dumbbells that big. And I'm not saying anything, but... When your knees hold up, I'm like, oh, yes, another rep. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. the dumbbells are the size of you sometimes, which makes sense. Yeah. G giant people. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I was trying to think of something. This is a very, we've broed out. Yeah, it's totally what? not the emotional conversation that you said we were about yeah, to have. Yeah, I would. Because, okay, we're gonna, we can get there. We, still, we have time. I did. You talked about facing off with bears, so it changed the, the tone. Okay. Um, Supersonic sounds. I have heard those too. Wait, what do you like? Jet, like those, like uh, jets don't fly over here at night. Um, not typically. But it was something crazy. And like, I'm like, well, either um, this is the apocalypse or the aliens are coming. And I was like, so what do I do? And I'm like, I guess I just lay here and wait and see which one it is. Um, so I did. Um, but there were lots as well. Um, I didn't see where they were coming from um, because it's really hard. Like, I could show you right now what the holler is um, where I'm at um, because there's a mountain there and then there's a mountain there. But, and I'm in okay. this little flat space in between them, right? And so once something crosses a mountain, you can't see it anymore. Um, but it was like, I don't know, because the military will sometimes um, do practice runs with their jets here in the mountains to practice mountain terrain. But they do that during the day, mostly. Um, and it was not that sound. Like, I know that sound. And it wasn't that sound. I don't know what it was. What did it sound like? You have to, like... Was I can't replicate the sound. No. No, it was like... It was like some kind of celestial kind of... <laughs> like, Whoa. Yeah. I, you know what's crazy? Big. You know what? That's very strange because there is that like, this is like a like a high strangeness phenomena that people don't know what it is really. This like loud sound, it happens in like, and all this is now it's getting even weirder because every video of it, and I didn't realize this till just now, so I sound a little crazy. But people start filming when they hear it, and you hear it in the video, and it's like a crazy ringing. But it's always an area that's similar to where you're living, like wilderness, like forest. Where you can't see. 
yes it's very strange like now that i like i wonder what that is it's like it's yeah, actually that yeah that's just like it's disturbing because someone would say oh that's exploding head syndrome you heard it in your head and it's like it's possible but there's a very clear difference i feel like when you hear something in your head and when you hear it outside your body there because was also of Okay, what did the lights look like? Just just white light, white, regular lights, really bright. Like flying? Yeah, it was overhead. What is going on? It says it's so weird because it's similar to uh, there was someone on the podcast, Zayden from Oklahoma, and he lives on a on a reservation, and then oh. very like far into the reservation. And he also describes like, he's like, yeah, they're just lights. I don't know what they are. They're just in the trees sometimes. And it was so casual that I didn't even, like the overlap in these remote areas is so strange. Like you're in the mountains, he's in the plains of Oklahoma. And then yet you both are seeing like these weird things that just there's overlap, yet they don't make sense to anyone else who doesn't live, who lives in like Chicago. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't see anything. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, do you feel like, I guess, do you lately feel like you still have time to indulge that side of things? Like the Stranger Things, oh, Stranger Things is a show. Never mind. The weirder side of things. Or do you have, like, do you even have time to think about it? Or do you, now that you're trying, and I'm not saying trying harder, but you're, you seem to be like focusing in on um, generating more abundance in a wordly sense or like, you know, working a little more. So do you still have time to like loosely think about if like there's like a Hindu deity has appeared behind you and is tapping you on the shoulder or something? Or is it more like, I don't know. That stuff has been so much a part of my life since my earliest memories that um, I don't think I'm ever not thinking about it. Like, even when I'm really busy, you know. Um, but this summer, especially this year, has been a tough one. Um, and I haven't gotten to do a lot of the things that usually um, bring me a lot of joy. Um, so... You know, but in terms of those things, I don't think, I mean, they're just so much a part of my life. They've always been a part of my life. And so to me, it's almost as common for weird things like that to happen as it is, you know, um, for me to see a bear, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, it's just, it just is, it is, you know, so I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. I have, I have a better question and it's a weirder one. How is, how is your connection with source lately? What is source telling you? What is it? What's happening with your relationship? Because it seems like you guys have a very interesting one. Like I, <laughs> that's all I'll call it. I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> 
that 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 we talk. I don't know. Source talks to everybody. Um, yeah, but you know. I feel like everyone's relationship is different. Like some people have like a like a mother daughter relationship. Some people are like yelling at God like it's their peer. Some people are. So I guess how is stuff going for you lately as you try to like it seems like you're changing obviously your actions are changing so i have to assume that your communication with source is reflecting that in some way like it's been really hard to keep up the um more in-depth kind of uh ritual approach that i take to my spirituality um this year so like a lot of the stuff like even just sitting down for some quiet moments that is barely existent this year um almost the only time that i'm getting to do that is while i'm practicing and um that's not typical um and it and it feels so much to me like time has changed my experience of time has changed. I'm like, what is happening? But there's so much that I'm having obligations and things that I'm having to fit into a day that it's made it difficult. But that said, I feel like I'm in almost a constant conversation with source. And I believe that to have been the case since I was a very small child. Um, and one of the big, big issues that I've had in my life is the, the God that I was taught about in Sunday school, evangelical Christian upbringing was not the gods that I would be talking to. <laughs> um, and so to reconcile that has been a big journey, but, um, yesterday I feel like I received a pretty clear something from source when I asked a direct question and I had a little extra time to practice. Um, but often source will, will speak to me in synchronicities. Um, and I, I, I was thinking about it this morning, like there was something, I went to teach a workshop and something happened during the workshop and I realized that I knew that that was going to happen already. Um, even though it wasn't in my immediate awareness, I knew. Um, so things like that happen quite a bit. Um, whether you call them intuitions, premonitions, but, um, and then also, most folks listening to this podcast are probably familiar with the term of synchronicity. Um, so things kind of lining up, which I received quite a bit of um, in regards to the message that I received yesterday. Um, so it's, it's a lot like that. Um, it, it is a um, kind of question and answer situation. Um, but also it can take the form of inner energy, just feeling, you know, um, so often that, like I'll feel the presence, um, like sometimes 
when I'm practicing, I, I feel like I'm not necessarily, like, I've got some videos up on YouTube where there's an orb um, in my practice room with me. Um, and so sometimes I feel like, and, I, and I'm still not sure, like, I don't think it, it was, I don't know that it was an in, entity that was not part of me. But like it could have been like some kind no, of energy that came from me, um, or that had been with me and was late and was leaving. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that so I move a lot of energy when I practice. I manipulate the energy. I sit with it. I feel it. I move it. Um, I call it in. And and that's a, a form of communication as well. I communicate with body. <clears throat> Can I ask a question? This is like specifically because of the type of like in your book and also how you describe your style of energy work. Do you, when you're engaging your brain sometimes in like meditation or like thinking and but I don't know what it's called. I like when we're doing brain stuff with this, the, the upper chakras, whatever anyone wants to call it. Do you ever feel like pain randomly if you like like a sharp like shooting feeling or something if you do if you project too hard or think too hard? I've been having that lately, but I've been to all sorts of doctors and I'm fine. But it just like when I lately when I've been learning to like actually just instead of needing to relax my whole body, I just go straight to the the up the upper chakras that I feel like using in the moment or like directing energy to inset because I don't need the full body like body scan calm down I'm pretty like I feel pretty calm when I go into that state but lately I've been like after like a 15 minute meditation of trying to whatever I don't know some people are weird there's like this jo Dr. Joe Dispenza guy do you know who that is yeah, He's always like I, talking about focusing on the geometric center of your brain. And I don't know if that does anything, but like, I don't know. Random question. No, I don't feel pain. Do you feel like engagement? Like say if after you've thought a lot, does your brain feel like tingly? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can feel the energy move. There's you know, um, if, if I've had a rather intense experience, you know, I'll afterward, I'll, I may feel a little dizzy, lightheaded, or my body feels very light, almost like if I stand up and start to move around, like I'll float away. Um, those kind of sensations, um, but never anything that hurts. Not, not during, no. Okay. Also, random, this is not related to anything, but I had to go to a cardiologist for, like, my other doctor to satisfy their, like, worries about something. So I had to do a test, and then the doctor randomly mentions POTS and starts going on a POTS thing, and I start responding with things that you've told me, and the guy goes, wait, do you have these symptoms? I said, no, 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 I've just talked to someone for many hours and ask them the same questions without remembering the answer. 
and now I remember them. He's like, okay, so you have none of these symptoms. I said, no, 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 none. I just, <laughs> not a single one. He's like, you don't have, you, you don't have, it was called like Harlequin syndrome where your veins like get like pumped up. And I was yeah. like, no, I definitely don't. I don't have that. So like, are you sure? Like it was a whole thing. So please, I can't, can't learn any more about pots. Okay. For a few, for a few appointments, for a few appointments. So I <laughs> seem like I don't know. Cause this guy was like so convinced that I was like lying to him. It was weird. <laughs> And he ordered another test because of that, I think, that I have to take like a beta blocker for before the test. And I was like, okay. Is it a tilt table I, test? I guess. I don't know. There, I'm taking a I'm testing you for pots. <laughs> it's well, a tilt table test. Well, he's he's wrong. I don't have pots. Well, you'll find out. You're a steward. This is you're like, haha, another <laughs> member <laughs> to the pots team. I hope you don't. You, you bring out, it would be funny if you had t-shirts and you're like, so I've been saving this. I had a feeling that I had a, have an extra large and a large. Which like, nah. That, anyway, um, so the reason I asked about your communication with Source was like, I guess you're changing, obviously. You're, you're still doing yoga. You still like make your, the same the consistency is there in your path but you're you seem to be like changing the path a little bit if someone like were you struggling before this are you still struggling now and just like right now since we're talking about not struggling you're not like in tears or like <laughs> expressing extreme distress is there something you're doing you feel that's like allowing you to make these changes like some some people let's say someone else is struggling right now and they're like oh like what is i don't know how to change how can i change is there like and every time i ask you for like one piece of like advice for the day or like what people should do for that day but I guess in this case, I'm asking specifically since the other our recordings have you've expressed your struggle. And it seems like this is somewhat of a resolution, if not completely, but to the next stage of the path. Like Maybe. It, <laughs> you seem very skeptical. I, well, I am. My ego does not want to do this suggestion. So I don't know that I'm going to do it yet. Ego is saying hard no. No, no, no. But and is it so, saying no because it'll make you feel bad temporarily? It's saying no because it could cause... And I don't... All right. So I'm referring to ego and me as us. It could cause <laughs> us to be perceived as less than intelligent. And ego loves oh, being intelligent. No. I ego have. loves being intelligent. And so ego doesn't want to lose that. Are our ego siblings because mine also thinks it's very smart. And if it does certain things, the other egos will think it's not so smart and it doesn't want that. Why? I'm dumb. I just want to be dumb. Why can't it be a we're just dumb? What dumb it this pot i'm changing the podcast name to dumb idiot 
instead of there's no missing anymore. It's just because <laughs> at this point, I yeah, that's crazy. Just hearing you, it's weird. I said yesterday with the podcast I recorded with Sally that I can't be fake anymore because it felt too like jarring to hear her be so honest. Like I I was actually like freaked. I was like, wait, that why am I guarding information as though if someone obtains it, it's like a CIA secret and they can use it against me. It's just my actual history is my, it's like written into the universe now. Like it actually happened. So I can't, it's weird to try to, anyway, when you said the thing about your ego, it's just weird that most people are like very vague about their ego, but you're almost cruelly detailed about your so okay that and what you just said too that kind of answers what can somebody do right now like i'm still in in the midst of like some big like i've been working towards two things for 10 years that have not manifested and weeks a few weeks ago had you talked to me i was totally frustrated and hopeless right I threw hope aside um, and hope is still a word that I um, have a hard time with. But anyway, so what could some, what can someone do? And in the midst of all that, right, in the midst of hopelessness, I did not stop practicing. I did not stop the actions that I felt were necessary to bring those things that I want forward forward, even though, I had lost hope, right? So what, how, do you, how do you get to the point where you can make changes? And I think we've talked about this some before. You have to be able to do the work, inner work necessary to differentiate between ego and true will. So the workshop that I taught this past Sunday, that was the whole kind of um, focus of that workshop. So to be able to say, oh, that's ego. I know exactly, I think I'm pretty sure I know exactly when it started, that tendency in me. And it was a huge protective mechanism. And it still is. It's when I still use, when I still find necessary, you know. Um, and, and, and probably will be necessary my entire life. Um, so it, it's a big deal to stand up to that, right? Um, but you have to be able to get to the point to where you can differentiate the voice that comes from ego and the voice that comes from self with a capital S, like Carl Jung describes it, or true will, like, say, someone like Aleister Crowley would describe it. Those two were contemporaries and they're talking about like in the book of the law, um, the, the main law is basically a way to describe individuation as per Carl Jung. Um, so, you know, it, it's that kind of scenario. You have to be able to, learn the difference between those voices, capital S, self, and ego, and 
to be there in conversation with those voices and come to a compromise. So like we can get so comfortable within uncomfortable places because it's familiar. We know how to exist there. Um, like for example, I know how to be poor, you know, I know how to do that. Um, I, there are parts of it that I really have a hard time with. Um, but I know how, um, or I know how to have what I have and, and, you know, about 30% of the people who have the condition that I have are on complete disability. Um, they don't, like they couldn't have the practice, for example, that I have. So I'm very, very fortunate there. And I have the tools to keep myself there at this stage. You know, so there, there are uncomfortable situations that we can get very comfortable with them. And we can say that we want to change them, want to change them. But ego is so identified in that space that to change it would then cause us to question, who, who am I really? Do I know how to be this other thing? You know, and sometimes the, the question is open-ended. You might be, it might look to the outside like you're blowing your life up. You know, people might think you have gone nuts. Think midlife crisis, for example. You know, um, now there's some midlife crises that are terrible, <laughs> but, but there are some that are very purposeful. But it could look like you're blowing your life up. It could feel like you're blowing your life up when really you're coming into what is your true will. You're stepping out of those comfort zones. So for some people, they can't, they won't or can't. Um, under the circumstances and the mental um, place that they're in, don't do, can't do it for themselves. They have to hit rock bottom first. Like it has to get so bad, it's either climb out or die, right? Um, sometimes that will be the impetus for change. But sometimes people are so caught up in identifying with the struggle that they can't envision their way out of that or they can't discern between that and who they are um that identity and who they are um so it, it's not easy like it's really not not an easy thing to do and it takes you know vulnerability like you were talking about now i really want to listen to that episode um that you just posted um it takes a willingness to be vulnerable with yourself, but also to be able to articulate it, you know, yeah. um, to be willing if you're faced with a question to try to answer it. You often say you can be vague and, you know, sometimes I will choose to be vague, but as often as I can, I want to put it into words. So when we, when you're, when we were talking about, um, I don't even remember the question or how to say it, but um, I guess when we're talking about transparency and like honesty, in this case, when um, when we're ah, uh, my brain didn't work. I tried though. I tried. If we're, I guess the ego stuff 
that we talked about. Once you know what your ego, what is from your ego, I guess, is it, do you feel like identifying it is like, how can you be sure? Is there some way to get confirmation of which parts are your ego? Is there like some kind of like litmus test you can do, even if it's like on your own? Is there some test? Because I feel like even for me, as you said it, I became more confused just in the moment. Because if you're too sure of what is your ego and isn't your ego, I feel like that's that sureness is probably my ego itself, like being certain of things. Or I don't know. Like it's like, uh, like I heard this thing a few days ago from someone where... It was like uh, something his mother told him or something. And he said, she said, don't, don't have your mind so open that your brain falls out. And I feel like sometimes I am like that when I like true, I try to be open to every perspective, but some things are inherently like, let's say not true or something is like, obviously doesn't fit into the reality of the universe. It's just an idea. Sometimes I feel like with an open mind like that, you can get bombarded and not know, like you're just trying to be in the center. You're trying to be in the middle. And by doing that, you're kind of, you just feel, I, and I remembered the other question that it's connected to this. When you feel like that, the way that, let's say, you felt two weeks ago or before the breakthrough type of situation or potential breakthrough, never mind, um, it can desperation be transmuted to understanding or do you have to change the desperation to another feeling first? Like, let's say someone like can't, like they're trying to manifest something for 10 years like you were. And the emotion that's that they're at now is like literally fed up. Like there could be like substances involved. There could be like binge watching TV shows, unhealthy eating habits, whatever place they're at where that desperation to achieve the thing or manifest it is now resulting in like negative habits. Is that can you change the desperation to understanding directly or do you need to first become healthier and slow down in all ways before you can try to understand more what your next step is i guess i'm trying to wonder if it's like a if there's a path if there's a step between being completely desperate and destroyed and like understanding how you can get out of it or if it's one to the next so i'm not gonna say that there's never a situation where it's one to the next. Um, I think it's very, it's very individual, very situational, very circumstantial. Um, so to answer the first question first, which for me, the most simple answer is ego talks in the language of fear. Ego is loud. Ego is going to overpower everything else and talk in a very like, this is this, that is that. If you do this, then this. And, and consequences, fear. Um, whereas the small self is quiet, or the capitalist self is quiet. It doesn't need that. It speaks in the language of love. This is who you are. You know, period. 
No need to explain that with any more words. Right. Um, so it's a it's quiet, and ego can very much overpower capital S because it's loud. Just like all these people who are really loud, you know, spouting off their political voice, and people think, "Oh God, all Republicans are like this," <laughs> but you're just hearing the loudest ones, right? Um, it's kind of like that. You know, that's it's interesting that you say that because it's similar to the difference between the God you were raised with versus the God you talk to. One is gentle and kind and the other is some kind of like evil school teacher. <laughs> like I don't. But it's weird how the e the uh, true will is more godlike than ego which like then i guess fits that whole idea of like attempting to be as close to that as possible or that unconditional kind of loving being ego is trying to protect your life within society is trying to protect you within this construct oh. of reality true will could care less oh that for some reason, the way you just said it, that's the thing. Like, ego is for this society. So it's definitely, like, keeping you... Like, I didn't think about it like that. I thought... Uh, I just kept thinking of ego as, like, a spiritual construct. I have to kick the dog out of my son's room. Oh. Yeah, so there's that. Now, in, in terms of... Um, so if someone is in desperation and they're using some sort of vice to kind of placate that desperation, I would say that they've got quite a number of steps to take before they come to the deeper understanding. So like you, it, this, this um, analogy, I guess, has been used a lot, but it's like peeling off layers of an onion, right? Um, the process that I've been under for the last 10 years and that I describe in my book, like if I were to write another book now, it would probably, there would probably be parts of the book that I already have that I would be able to add more to or that I would take some away from. Because you're going to bump up against very similar things, but in deeper and deeper layers. Right? So you may think, oh, I've dealt with this problem before, but here it is back. But it'll be a little bit different. Right? So I think if someone is still in an area where they're using a vice to placate feelings of desperation, um, going and unpacking like so my book i unpacked my life in that book like there's so much more i could have put in there and did not you know but that is the process that i went through and i use this chakra system as a scaffolding you can use all kinds like there's so many seven steps like the process the alchemical process seven steps and it goes right alongside the chakras you know, and you can use that step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, repeat one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's just a way to scaffold the things 
you know, and you unpack that and you unpack that. Like you're a scientist. Like sometimes I think of my body and my mind like a big science experiment. And yeah, I'm a spiritual, <laughs> spiritual scientist, you know, uh, I, I, some things I can't quantify, some things I just feel in my heart, right? Um, but it's that, it's unpacking that, like, okay, I'll ask you, where, why are you eating to placate your desperation instead of X, Y, Z? Why are you um, drinking to placate yourself instead of X, Y, Z? You know, start there. You know, why am I doing this? You know, um, one of the most profound things that I had to do is decide to stay alive. You know, that's where a lot of this unpacking, like really unpacking and brutal honesty started is when I had to decide to stay alive. Because I had to find a way to, my hair's doing crazy. <laughs> I had to find a way to um, want to do that, you know, and to make it worthwhile. And so I had to get brutally honest with myself. And, and then I realized that the more that I articulated these things, I don't it's... know what's going on upstairs, <laughs> but the more that I articulated these things, to myself, the less power that they had. Like, and I started, like, I think sometimes when people, um, and I've had to really learn how to filter this, <laughs> because when people get in conversation with me, I'll ask questions that take them to places that they mostly want to ignore. <laughs> um, but that, where I've done this work for myself, like, if you want to talk about being abused, I'll talk about being abused, you know, and, and it's not going to ruin my day to do that. Right. Um, so why do you have to say it like that? What do you mean? <laughs> you said, if you want to talk about being abused, I'll talk about. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just saying, <laughs> see, see, I'm a weirdo, okay? Like, this stuff is just like the weather. <laughs> Let's talk about the rain. No, but, like, if someone asks me about that, you know, there's some people that be like, I don't want to, I don't want to. But, like, in most cases, I'll say, okay, I'll talk about that. You know? If someone wants to hear what that was like for me, I will talk about that. And it's not going to ruin the rest of my day to talk to someone about that. Like, I'm not going to be in a bad mood the rest of the day or sad the rest of the day or whatever. Right. That's all I mean. <laughs> I'm still amused. I'm the... sorry. No, it's fine. I just think I when I'm choking on the energy during Okay, I survived. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I should, I should probably either consume a more natural form of caffeine or 
or wake up not tired, but I don't know how to do that yet. <laughs> Caffeine's essential. It's okay. What, what, what form do you consume caffeine in? Cold black coffee. Just like my heart. <laughs> I know. I feel like because I just am imagining all of this as clips. <laughs> and it's like, like, what is this podcast even about? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like, you're a cold black heart, and then you're like, if you want to talk about abuse, I'll talk about abuse. Cold <laughs> and black. <laughs> Just like my heart, and then it's like it's the trailer for the next Maleficent movie. (laughs) Okay, wait, but why did you say your heart is cold and black? Um, because of the cold reference, no, because it is because it is kind of because your dad was a coal miner, it does make sense that there'd be some kind of connection. No, no. Okay. No, no. Last, <laughs> la- last thing. Last. How do you feel about this? Like, I guess since you're in the United States and you were born here and you grew up here, and this land is also known as America, also known as other words. Before it was called, you like, I literally don't know what this place is. It makes no sense to me. But um, do you, like, obviously, I'm not going to talk about the wildfires because it seems like people are using it as content. And it's kind of like free, like the Hawaii stuff. People oh. spend a whole, like, podcast talking about it just because they want the, like, a topic it's horrible that that happened but it seems like the this landmass at large whatever it is is like the like something is happening socio-politically and geographically and geo like something's going on to where things seem like they're more different than they've ever been and I don't know, and I wanted to get your take on that because you seem to sometimes, you're like, yeah, but it's not actually like this. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, you're right. It's not actually like that. But it seems like even like with just the amount, like where where like the 15-year-olds of today are going to be the workforce of five years from now, which then to me, indicates a clear change in the like u.s culture and society because we are a workforce based like country and it seems like as the working force becomes more aware of their own bodies and their sovereignty and they're like oh i i can't be in a bottle in this warehouse like uh, it seems like things are changing do you see that happening or is it do you think it's just like gradual normal change that's happening (laughs) i do see it happening yeah um and both of those 
acknowledge that there's change happening, whether it's normal, gradual, or huge, significant. But if you could, if you think, I'm Gen X. If I describe to you my childhood or I show you a series, you may understand more of it than most. Just age. But if I were to take that 15-year-old and show them just images from things that I use daily in my childhood, they half of that stuff, they would have no idea what they were looking at. You yeah. know, the amount of change, even from the time that I started driving a vehicle, for example, to now has been because of technology has been immense you know and so like gen x we can understand a little bit where the boomers are at we we don't agree with it most of us but we understand that world and we're young enough to have learned some of the technology that we're not totally lost right but there's been a lot of a lot of change, you know, and it's been fast. Now, I didn't even use the Internet until I was in college, um, for example. So, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I know that it's so interesting because, like, I was using the Internet for useless things when I was like seven. Yeah, I saw your post. And it's, and I was just, like, wow. it's, like, it's just weird, right? Like. But just doing, like, I should have been outside. I needed to touch the grass. Why was I? I don't know. Dial-up internet was so messed up. Anyway. Yeah. I missed the sound, though. I kind of liked it. So like, and the little square that would go up and down the line to connect. But, um, okay. So change is happening let's do something that we don't usually do where I guess actually what are you doing after this today I'll be practicing and then so do you have if someone was like wondering like oh she's practicing and then does she have to like do chores does she do house stuff like is this like a life of luxury is someone gonna feed her grapes so, like, let's say, how long would you practice for? Um, today, I'll probably practice an hour and a half to two hours. So, let's say you get in two hours. Then, do you need time after that to recover? Or do you shower or something and go straight into life? I have to go straight into life. Yeah. Okay. So, that's, like, so for people who are, like, thinking, okay, this person has, like, this training schedule where she works out and does her practice and then has like drinks BCAAs and then sits in a ice bath for a bit or something. There is none of this recovery or like strange, uh, like sports science brought into your like daily life. You just, you're performing at this high level and then you go into the next moment. The, the closest thing that I have to sports science helping me out is um, my diet and the way that I train sometimes. But no, like if I don't get finished with everything that I want to in my practice, if it pushes me late, then I'm driving like a bat out of hell to go pick my kids up 
from school still wearing my exercise clothes and covered in sweat. That's usually how it goes. Yeah, I don't even get time to shower. And then I have to feed them and get them all situated. And, you know, it's uh, I'm responsible for all the cleaning and the um, I have to clean litter boxes at some point today. Um, Wait, you have cats? I have four. Yeah. You don't have uh, the 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 cat's energy has not enmeshed with your soul yet. It seems you seem to be quite separate from the cats. I'm just saying sometimes people I can tell someone has cats sometimes when I'm talking to them, but you are a stealth cat person, so yeah, I have four. Um, yeah, so uh, I mean, there's chores, yeah, constant chores and chores that won't get done that should get done today. Um, and I, I do need to earn some income, so I'll be thinking on that and working toward that. Um, emails to answer. Um, I don't have an evening class to teach, but five days a week I have at least an evening class to teach. And on Tuesdays I teach a midday class. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's the normal, relatively normal life. I think yeah. that I think it's just good for. I think that's good. Also. What did you eat for breakfast today? Um, I had uh, salmon and butternut squash. And I think it was kale. Yeah. Interesting. And an apple. I did not eat yet, but I will. I will. I've been, I've been avoiding processed carbs as per due due to medical stuff and it's going very well i don't seem like i'm dying all the time like it's very weird i eat less bread but i'm way more alive it's very confusing because the bread used to make me think i'd feel alive after eating it because bread is bread i really like bread though i haven't had bread in probably about 10 years don't you miss bread not anymore no it explains what why you seem like you're a level above me. You detach from bread. I feel like that's like I've had I'm to gonna... detach from a lot of things. <laughs> a lot what's, of food things. <laughs> what yeah. what's one we'll end on this. What is one more thing besides bread that you've had to detach from? Food thing? It can be anything. This is a great, great question. <laughs> Whatever you want to name. So I cannot eat in most restaurants because they cannot accommodate my diet. Unless it's a steakhouse that serves sweet potatoes, I cannot eat there. So I've had to detach from social eating, which also is- means... Yeah. Having to answer people's questions when you have to be present during social eating and you're not eating. Um, that's yeah, there's that. yeah. That's yeah. a lot. That's that's half of. I won't. I don't know how to say anything about culture because whenever I do, I get like an angry DM. So I just, it's such a big part of American culture, like social and like restaurant eating. 
in whatever and that's like really that's crazy because but i guess also according to the the news where you live you are mad max savages who don't eat at restaurants and drive around and i don't know i'm just kidding i don't know <laughs> i was trying to think of how i could describe <laughs> yeah no um but this was really good i feel like it wasn't i didn't ask the like weird questions because we had to talk about the stuff we had to talk about but okay. next time next time i would like to talk about like interpersonal relationships like whether it, like with Absolutely. kids with partners stuff like that because i've been yeah well i feel like this is this is good we it, it's been a while and i woke up at seven so i did it so you can believe that next time i will also i actually woke up at like five but i just something happens in my head where i mess up the time as you know like you've literally texted me 45 minutes before a podcast and then 45 minutes later i'm like wait that's today i don't know it doesn't make sense i'm not even like high at these times or any kind of like there's no kind of elevation i'm kind of mellow and i still forget but anyway naturally elevated <laughs> you are on tom <laughs> People can find you on Instagram <laughs> and that's the best place to get in touch with you. It is, uh, yeah. The link will be in the episode description. Thank you for today. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're back at it. Next time we'll talk more about the lights though, because basically in the middle of this episode you described a UFO encounter kind of. And then we just like didn't say that word and went over it, which is great. It's good. Because we're just like, we're not, but then we also went full Joe Rogan in the middle. So yeah, I like this. I feel very empowered after this. Like we can talk about hunting and bears now. Yeah. Well, I always um, prepare myself for a very deep and emotional conversation and it seems to never, it hasn't yet. Like, well, because no, I'm trying, we try to talk about, we start because you're, other people have less going on now and had more going on then. So they talk more about their then. But your oh. now is very active. It's like happening and then things change between episodes. And it's like, I'm like, what is going on? Like literally even just the volume of classes you started teaching suddenly, that alone, you're like kind of two different people between the first episode and now. It's almost like the first episode you were not like a this is just I didn't perceive you as like you didn't portray yourself as like a teacher person like a, like you like you know stuff. I was like trying to get like I was like okay please tell me more but you I know I knew you knew more because I didn't know what you knew and I was trying to get it out but then it seems like slowly you now just like teach me in the things and you're more is it maybe from practice or from I don't know I've always like I've been teaching since I was a teenager things different so things it, not yoga but different things I feel like maybe in the beginning we you didn't know that I needed to be or wanted to be taught or I maybe. was here to be taught but We're I, getting I really to know each other 
Yes. I'm and I still I've told your like jean shorts demon man story to many people and no one doesn't believe me which Good. is the most disturbing part about it. I just want someone to tell me that like you're mentally ill I'm mentally ill we're both messed up we need to stop recording this everyone's like really so like red skin huh I'm like yeah like and they're like that's anyway manifest like if you see the orb video that i was talking about earlier on youtube it was totally energy like you can see it's not just the dust particle that one is it is it you labeled know, like, different ways like, can i find it easily or do you have to send it to me no it, sh it should it's public okay i will find it well I, I i'll try to link if that'll help yeah i'll try to put a link in the episode bio to it'll be or okay, whatever description um but yes i don't know how to stop talking i'm gonna press stop recording thank you thank you, you stayed outside the whole time i did and it worked yes Good. i feel like it worked better than inside almost which it is like have. surprising yeah it, it went you only froze a few times the video froze not your audio so that's good okay well why is this ending so weird i don't know uh <laughs> then uh, okay.